everybody, and welcome on into Megan from the Sports. It's the episode we've all been waiting for, the return of our Meg, the MILF. She is Mother Megan Gailey. You're back already. It's been a month after breaking the world record for the longest pregnant person of all time. You've also set a world record for shortest maternity leave of all time. I'm not well. Um, I don't even Eddie was like, yeah, you came back a lot sooner than we all thought you were going to, you know, a race to come back. Um, I missed you guys. And I, and there's so much happening in the sports world and yeah, you just sometimes you you want to do something to make you feel like yourself again, you know. And talking well, you shit have with makeup you, on today. It. I do. I have makeup. I'm in CJ's office. I'm in my husband's office. That's why you see. <laughs> I see all of the shoes. Yeah, and this is probably like an eighth of the collection. Um, but he was like, "If you're okay with it being behind you, I go. It'll be a conversation piece." Because um, like my office is like curly and fun, but um, my office is now in like the open area where um, my little baby is sleeping right now. So wow. Okay, so we have a lot to get to on yeah. this show. We're gonna get to sports, but I think the most important thing is you became a mom. Yeah. I mean, I told everybody to write in questions about childbirth. I don't think anybody did. I told everyone to DM the extra points account. So you guys, screw you. You should have asked weird questions about. Men have, I was like, I saw, I think this was like HuffPost women or something. They were posting like things that men think about pregnancy to sort of, you know, highlight the craziness of our times. And one of the um, gals was like, my partner thought that the baby was actually in your stomach and that when you ate food fell on top of its head. <laughs> it's not quite what happens. There's a part of your body called the uterus and that's, yeah. that's actually yeah. where, and where it the baby grows lives. to 10 times the size that it usually is. My dear husband, who I love, who's been an amazing father and partner during this pre me giving birth, he thought postpartum um, was women being sad they weren't pregnant anymore. (laughs) No, not quite. I think we're pretty happy about that. (laughs) Yeah. No, you're like literally thrilled. You're sad because your life feels like it'll never be yours again. (laughs) Oh, boy in the open and you really do look like a MILF which is why I put my name at the bottom on our little thing as not MILF Meg because I'm not the MILF you're the MILF what was your biggest takeaway from childbirth I think like I was very scared of it and I had a reason to be and I think if I had known how (laughs) hard it was I would have been like nah I'm not doing that shit no way Um, and that's with an epidural and a beautiful team of um, nurses and a doctor and my mom and CJ. I mean, we had all hands on deck and I was like, damn, that was hard. Um, But I do honestly, I feel like my... (laughs) I should say this. How does your vagina feel? Are you going to say that? My vagina like... I feel like bounced back pretty good. Um, I mean, like she's still going through some trauma, but I thought it was going to like hurt to pee forever. And it really didn't like, she's okay. She's going to 
she's a good girl. Um, and I was like kind of disappointed. I did not poop on the table and it, that feels like a true rite of passage. And I was like, so fine with it. Like people were like, are you going to be embarrassed if you poop on the table? I was like, I hope they friggin' Nancy Pelosi, someone's desk with my poop. You know, like I truly get that poop on the walls of the hospital for how much I'm paying. And then I just didn't poop. And I'm like, what the heck? Wow. Yeah. That is quite the accomplishment. No pooping and yeah. delivering a baby. I guess um, something, you know, some women ask to like have a mirror to watch and like, that's not, that was not me. Did your um, husband watch? Yes, he did watch. Um, and there was, there was like a f- kind of like a freak wild thing that happened. Not bad. At one point, my water was like protruding outside of me. And so oh. they could see the sack of water outside of me. And they were all like, whoa, like people were like, it felt like people were coming in to like, be like, whoa. like I was in a, a zoo animal. And then I think my mom was like, do you want to see? And I was like, I am truly so good. Thank you. <laughs> so they just like stick their finger and pop it. They took like a stick and popped it. <laughs> the medical version of a popsicle stick. They took a stick. It had like a pointy thing and you don't feel any of it. I kept like, you know, I have this epidural and you're, I kept, CJ said I kept, and I guess I kind of remember this. I kept slapping my own leg being like, it feels like there's a damn pig in the bed. <laughs> it was um, wild. Conrad, your new baby mm-hmm. boy. Uh-huh. You- absolutely beautiful I look forward to all of the pictures I get thank you he's just such a little love he looks like you I don't care what anybody says he looks just like I think too people say CJ people say my dad but I'm in there I see myself no question about it um we were anticipating him to be huge and I still have high hopes that he's the next Aaron Donald haven't given up on that yet Mm -hmm. but he was shockingly smaller than we anticipated I mean he was still eight pounds you know 715 is an ounce away from eight pounds the doctor lied I know she said a couple weeks before that he was already over eight pounds no and she honestly likes when they weighed him because you know, I, I, you could have told me he was 45 pounds and I would have said, yep, I believe it. So when they weighed him, she, she honestly was like, huh, oh, I was going to be bigger. Like she seemed almost like sheepish about it. She was let down. I think she was just like, wow, I guess wrong. You know, like she was, yeah. she was like a better, like she was like, I bet hi. And, and I guess that's just like what happens. They, they say these babies are going to be gargantuan. I mean, the nice thing is he's gaining weight. I'm knocking on wood because that's very important for him. He's gaining weight. We did the very scientific thing last week where I stepped on the scale, figured out how much I weighed, and then CJ handed him to me. <laughs> and so he's, um, yeah, he's gained almost two pounds since he's come out. And I'm like, I can't imagine if he had come out of me this size because his length, he's so long already. He's already mm-hmm. pushing through like his three month. Um, great. So I think we think he's going to be tall mm-hmm. and he is obsessed with eating. Obsessed. And he's also obsessed with his hands. Every uh, one of the pictures you hands. showed me, he's always putting his hands out. So I know yeah. we said Aaron Donald, but the, the length, the hands, we could have a great receiver on our hands here. Uh, or I was even thinking, you know, a center. I don't know okay. about that wingspan or, or just a very good um, point guard. We'll take that too. Um, yeah. I think just any type of athlete. So I'm going to hit the basic questions and then we're, we're going to dive into sports. Are you sleeping? That's the question everybody asks. Um, last night was the worst night of sleep I've had so far. Um, he woke up. He knew you were going back to work. Yes. Um, he woke up like every, um, hour and a half basically. 
Um, okay. So there are, it's, there's no pattern. Sometimes it's okay. And sometimes it's not. Breastfeeding, you're doing it. I'm doing it. I don't know if you guys have heard. There is a formula shortage in this yeah, it's pretty shithole country. Um, and so even if I didn't want to be doing it, I would be being forced into it. But he is um, eating pretty well. I am producing pretty well. Um, we're, we're luckily cranking along on that. And I did have a lactation consultant, which is a woman you pay $150 to look at your nipples on Zoom. Have you had any clogged ducts? Not yet, but I'm okay. scared. I'm I'm doing like exercises. How are the like, boobs? They look good. They're huge. No, they look. I mean, the word that's used for them is engorged. They're massive, and they um and like this. A woman showed us her a picture of her boobs. We were at like a birthday party this weekend. Mm-hmm. She's like, "You got to see how big mine were when I was breastfeeding," and and CJ goes, "Whoa!" And he was like, "I'm so sorry," but it's like they're truly not your own, and so it yeah. feels sort of like I mean. It's not even, my mom was like, you look like a porn star. It's like a gross one. You know, they're like veiny. It's not good. Well, you you had a show Friday, I'm sure. Did yeah. you have the girls out? No, I had a cow neck sweater on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let the titties out. I know they just like are too big right now. It's too much. I just think I want people to focus on my words. No, I'm kidding. Um, I've dreamed of having huge honkers my whole life and now I have them, but it's not in like a sexy way, if that makes sense. Have you tried the milk? I haven't. I'm actually surprised I haven't because it's so, it's at such a premium um, mm-hmm. that CJ and I have both, neither one of us have tried it, but it, apparently it like heals all sorts of things. Heals pink eye. I'm, um, pr- I probably should be putting it on my nipples. It would help that. And then little sweetie pie, he's got baby acne and I guess it would be really good for that too. Oh, he's just so cute. We're, we're so excited for you, but I'm, I'm even more excited that you're back because let me tell you, doing the show without you is just not the same. We had some terrific guests. We met this wonderful woman named Amina <clears throat> Smith. We love her. She's going to become a regular. Harry Great. was an absolute hit. And then we uh, sort of introduced the segment where we talk about Eddie's girlfriend every single show. Who's really hot. Yeah. Yes. You and I have been so, texting about her. I just want everyone to know that that was part of my postpartum healing um, was, and I knew she was hot. I just hadn't brought it to you. And then you brought it to me and I was like, I'm ready to, I'm ready for us to talk about it. Yeah, so we talk about it all the time. There actually was one instance where Harry and I probably had a 10-minute conversation about how Eddie wow. should propose to her, and I didn't know it, and neither did Harry, but she was sitting next to him the whole time and heard the whole thing. Oh, my gosh. And they're so, going to Hawaii. Um, but I – see, I had very strange rules about, like, my proposal. Like, mm-hmm. when when my family was going on a trip to the Bahamas, everyone was like, oh, my God, do you think CJ's going to propose? And I was like, I don't really want him to propose on a trip my dad paid for, <clears throat> but – that's just like my, it would have been a totally perfectly lovely time. Um, I just, for some reason, and then we were going to Hawaii, but my family wasn't going to be with us. And people were like, is he going to propose there? I was like, well, I want my family there. But I want C to paid. So Eddie, don't listen to me, but also you're like, yeah, that's why I'm not marrying a crazy bitch like you. <laughs> All right. So we accomplished the mission of talking about Eddie's girlfriend at least once per show. She'll probably yep. come up again. Um, I want to get to all of our sports topics too, because I know that's mm-hmm. why people listen to the show, but I also want you to know that you are very loved. We're inspired oh. by you. You're back. The show just, it really wasn't the same without you. Um, also introduced a new segment. I think you're going to like it. It's called Megan's moron of the week. I love it already. 
and we just air our grievances. So right. before we head on into all of our sports topics of today, we're going to kick things off with Megan Gailey's first Megan's Moron of the Week. Um, Eddie has one. Okay. I have one. I don't know mm-hmm. if you have one, but I will mm-hmm. start. I am away from home. I'm in a hotel room right now as I we speak. S- I but see. I get those emails that tells me what's coming in my mail. And I have jury jury duty. Oh, that's exciting. I've never had it before, but I, I got the letter that I have jury duty and I'm not thrilled about it Uh-oh. whatsoever. So my moron of the week is jury duty and trying to figure out a way to get the heck out of this thing. And you don't, I think you'll make a really good juror. I also think there's like a high chance that you'll probably be dismissed. You know, like I just think it's, I've never gotten it either. I'm knocking on wood. I don't know why. Um, CJ has gotten it like twice in the last six months or something crazy, but I just want to see like the process of it. I think our judicial system is royally fucked. Um, Listen to, serial ep- season three okay <laughs> I'm like such a white woman I'm like I listen to one podcast and we gotta overhaul the whole system um but I just want to know like would I get picked um what are the type of questions like that type of so there's stuff. part of me that is desperate to get picked because I want to be a part of this yeah right but then there's another part of me that wants absolutely nothing to do with it well and you and would considering going like joining groups you know wearing a shirt that says like i love guns just to you'll you know, get picked you'll you get think picked. i will if i do yes that? girl i think that's how you get florida. out of it no you live in florida so i think there's a high chance i mean we all see the that what are the accounts it's like florida man you know mm-hmm. like you live in one of the silliest states in the country maybe the so silliest this, this case could be good Exactly. It could be like there was a case where um, a guy got arrested for throwing a gator through like a Burger King drive through window. It's like you could be on that case. Like I say you welcome this opportunity with open arms. This is why I need you in my life, because everybody else just tells me how jury duty is so bad. So um, that is my moron of the week is jury duty. But now I'm having more of an open mind towards it. Um, Runner up for moron of the week is uh cubs fans i went to wrigley field last wow. week i don't like cubs fans i also got a huge bruise on my shin from taking a foul ball oh in my god. the sluggers batting cage oh Not okay. at the game. I, I was like oh my game. god I was no so i was scared. just um i went in the batting cages at sluggers wearing a leather skort it was a skort not a skirt mm-hmm. skorts um, are back with a skorts have never left are you okay. kidding well These, you have nice legs skorts i got skorts left for me Long legs, so I got to be careful. So the squirts always kind of cover things up a yeah. little bit. I will throw it over to Eddie Spaghetti, who has a moron of the week on movie theater etiquette. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, I'm an AMC Stubbs member or A list oh member. Oh my gosh. Two, Not, so. to brag, right? Not to brag. Not to brag. Ooh, I got under the collar. Wow. I like to. Uh, I like to go to the movies at least once a week. Like, um, hey, baby. Well, we we went together. We went to go see the Nick Cage movie, uh, uh, Unbearable. Wade of massive talent or something along the lines of Thank that. You. Fantastic. Thank you. I keep forgetting the title and CJ's like you've turned into your mom. I loved it. I loved Did, it. I, I loved it too. Hilarious movie. Um uh, very, very glad I saw it. So Sunday, like mid-afternoon, like two o'clock, three o'clock, I'm like, let's go do something. We text two other of our friends, like, you wanna beat the Sunday scares by going to a movie. So we're like, sure, we'll go to the Century City one. Um, for those that don't know, it's just like it's pretty centric, big, big mall there. It's it's a nice theater. And uh, we I'm booking the tickets and there's literally 
three or four other people only in the whole theater. And um, we show up. So I get back middle, uh, of the mm-hmm. ba- uh, back row, dead center, four seats. There's no one in our row. It's going to be great. And then we show up and then we get to the seats early. Somehow the other people beat us. There's four kids who were now I sound like an old 30 uh, year old Karen, but it's like there were four kids right next to us and they were very rowdy. I'm like, this is going to be terrible. So I checked my app to see if they actually got the seats and they did. They were their seats. So I had no right to, uh. to mess with them. And um, I and then like, all right, well, no one's next to us. Like, let's just move over to seats. But so my moron is, is why would you unless you yes. have like no social awareness and it does not bother you. And it sounds like, <laughs> you know, even this world of COVID, which is not even my stands on on like this, like it just, but it just makes sense. Get away. Give, give a seat, if not two, should be minimum two seats away. Um, so it there's no awkwardness. I don't want to see you out of my peripheral vision. I want to enjoy yeah. the movie in the darkness. And these uh, these four fellas sat right next to us if we didn't move away. So my moron will be good people who who sit directly next to somebody in an empty theater. It's yeah. so annoying. I had a very similar experience at this exact movie and we were at Alamo draft house. And so it's like, you're having to like eat a fucking pretzel next to these people. And I get it. Like there were only like five rows in the theater and they're all the recliners and they're bigger. And so everyone was in like the prime row and it's like, okay, but why? So CJ and I moved down and we didn't buy those seats but it's like i don't understand when i look at the grid and it's blue 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 i go okay i'm going where there's not blue all right i hear you and also with with the eating thing whether you're at a fancy movie theater where you have all these snacks or you're just at a generic movie theater where you're eating popcorn the gnawing on popcorn is highly (laughs) annoying during a movie so please give people space because i don't want to hear you chomping on all that stuff all right. Well, I'm glad we're all in agreement. Mine is I've turned into, um, I, this was actually already bothering me when I was pregnant. I live on a very steep, um, I live at the bottom of a very steep hill. And then I live off of kind of a busy street. And it's, it's not even just that people drive fast. People are so bad at driving in Los Angeles. Like I am living in true peril um, and true fear. Uh, My neighbors, their pool persists at this fucking pool. Mm. And I swear they're one of their like contractors almost ran over me and baby Conrad. These neighbors, we have problems with them. They, they've interrupted Megan fun of sports before they've interrupted your life many times. And now they're it's, fucking with baby Conrad. So we got the, some big issues with them. It's the slowest pool construction. And it's like TikTok. it's Memorial day fuckers. Why you started this pool back in January. I don't know if they're like running out of money. And so they go, we're going to work on the pool one day a month. Um, but they, and you know, so maybe they're my morons of the week. I was like, I, it's so, yeah, <laughs> we have, a um, we have a nanny here right now. And we were like, I was showing our, our backyard to like be like you can Ooh, here a nanny is she hot that's you know that's what everyone keeps asking she's really nice and sweet and cute okay and she's younger than me all right but cj loves me um and they were like i could hear the like da, 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 da. i was like the neighbors are putting in a pool and she was like oh and i go and they're my fucking enemies and i'm sure she's like oh boy <laughs> i was a nanny once in college i was a nanny i used, I used to ditch class to go nanny because i made uh, more money nannying than i got out of psychology 101 true that's a lose Uh, yes all right we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna come back we're gonna talk all about the nfl and a little bit of college football
All right, we are back. There was huge NFL news this morning as it relates to our friend Megan Kaylee. It was timed perfectly. Adam Schefter said she's coming back. We're going to give her some news. It's the news that we all wanted. It's the news that we all needed. And I really think that we should pitch to Sal. This is my second pitch in two weeks. We should take this road to Indianapolis, to the Combine, so that we can put all of our ideas into motion. The combine is returning to Indianapolis. There was a moment there where we thought it was going to go Hollywood on us, but mm-hmm. it's not staying in the Midwest. That's the big news. Also, the other news is the Colts signed a running back today, which is great for you. You needed a running back, I guess, kind of, sort of, not really. Because I know because we just sent Philip Lindsay too. Yes. So it's like, but, we're kind of collecting running backs at this point. And but. then you also signed Nick Foles, big wow. dick Nick. And Ugh. I just have to ask you, Besides having an extremely large penis, what yeah. else does Nick Foles bring to this quarterback room in Indianapolis? So what I love about Big Dick Nick is that we all just know at this point he has a big dick. And that Everyone is knows. so special. Um, and it's, you know, as my family thread was talking about it yesterday, I said the Colts signed Nick Foles and my brother responded, Big Dick Nick, you know, so it's like, it's so common knowledge that like, we're just saying it in front of my mother now. So not only is he bringing his, his big old slugger um, to Indianapolis, he also is bringing that relationship he has with Frank Reich, which Carson Wentz also had. Um, But he's also bringing a Super Bowl ring, which he won. And I think he's bringing some good leadership. Now, some of the criticism coming out of the meltdown of the Colts losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars in the final week of the season was that there weren't enough adults in the room. And I think that that was um, a diss on Carson Wentz specifically. And now we've got Matt Ryan, who like no one seems more adult. And I mean Mm -hmm. that in like, he seems like a cool adult, you know, like he's got like a beer fridge. Um, And then I think Nick Foles, it's like, yeah, to have a big dick, that feels very adult as well. So they're, they're really, um, and I can imagine Darius Leonard thinking he's got the biggest dick. And it's like, maybe it's good to have a QB backup, a backup QB come in and be like, listen, I know that you're one of the best linebackers in the league. My dick is bigger than yours. <laughs> this is how you earn respect in the locker room. You just yes. have a really, 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 yes. really big dick. Yes. I love it because my mom always says, why do you guys call him that? How does everyone know? We like, just, everyone knows. Mom. It got out. And it's like, I just want to see Quentin Nelson see Nick Foles' dick for the first time. That's the content we need. Cold yeah. social media, please like, provide us Because it's like, that. he's going to get naked in the locker room and you know everyone's going to be like... <laughs> I'm so happy for the media that the locker room's open again. Yeah. I don't know if Indianapolis has ever seen a penis that large. Well, you know, we do have like race car drivers that come. So some of those are probably uncircumcised and probably grow weird, you know, like they, you know, the the Grinch finger. Um, But God, it's good to be back. I love how, (laughs) I love how the common phrase in the NFL nowadays has become, well, there just weren't enough adults because when Baker Mayfield, well, he's still in Cleveland, but when he was a starting quarterback in Cleveland, they said, we need an adult as a starting quarterback. So then they did the most natural thing was sign the probably um, most biggest problematic in the league. Yes, most problematic quarterback in the league. Available quarterback. Yeah. Um, because they needed an adult. And that's just become their crutch work now is yeah. we need an adult. 
That's our problem. There's going to be news coming out about Deshaun Watson sometime this week. There's an HBO interview that's going to air tonight. Um, So everybody make sure you listen to that. By the time you listen to this podcast, that interview will already have been out. So listen to that. But we talked about last week on the show how he was taking a group of players to the Bahamas on vacation. And Eddie and I were speculating how that vacation would turn out for Deshaun and the players. Which islands are they going to one where the pigs roam the beach? Are they going to the Atlantis? I bet they're going to the Atlantis. Whichever one he can win his teammates over with. Okay, so it is OTA season, and there are several players that are skipping OTAs. Kyler Murray is one of them. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield is obviously another one of them. Yeah. Um, I don't even think of him as skipping. I think of him as, like, not being invited. Okay, yeah, I, I could see that. And then um, Aaron Rodgers, he's not going – which is still really weird. He got the contract he wanted, um, but he's still like, hey, I'm not going to show up. And there's a lot of questions like, is this a big deal? And I think for Kyler, it's like, dude, what more do you want? They got you your receiver, who's your friend, who's been very underwhelming in Hollywood Brown. He's coming to play with you. You got everything you wanted and you're still holding out. Why? Well, did he get the new contract he wanted? Not yet, but they extended his fifth-year option. And then the Cardinals defense, they keep saying, well, all the other players who got their new contract got it in the summer, so you need to wait. But Kyler just already seems disgruntled, and I don't think that's a good sign for the Cardinals whatsoever, especially when you look at Kyler's last three years. He hasn't really improved much at all. Well, and you also kind of look at the tail end of – last year and it was a real stinker down the stretch um in the playoffs they like made the playoffs and it's like it would have been better if you had just stayed home because it was so bad but I um <clears throat> yeah I just I don't I, I don't know if ever there's an understanding obviously OTAs are important but they're more important for rookies or people new to the team or guys trying to make the team that it's like is there some sort of understanding between these big time players and the organization and the media reads too much into it I'm not sure now has Kyler re-put back up his Cardinals social media Ooh, posts or are they still in breakout breakup I not breakout I think they're Break back up, up. I'm going to double okay. check right now. Live on the air, Kyler Murray K1. Oh, yeah, he's got Cardinal stuff all over there. Okay, so that feels like a good sign. I mean, I love how, like, the signs we read into are, like, the things that people do when, like, they're on a break with their fraternity boyfriend. Um, It's like we just have to, like, read into, like, oh, no, they untagged a photo, and that's how we're getting news these days. But, yeah, I, I think – I also think OTAs are like the beginning of football season, quote unquote, because it's not, it's like May, but it makes us go, oh, okay, there's a new season starting. So it kind of sometimes feels like it's something we care more about than the likes of tiny little Kyler Murray. Well, I do remember in New England, Tom Brady did not show up to OTAs towards his disgruntled years in New Uh England and it was sort of sending a message because he wanted to go with Alex Guerrero and he didn't want to follow this plan that the Patriots had laid out and he Uh brought several teammates with him on that Alex Guerrero plan and it was a huge kerfuffle in New England obviously I was on the side of the Patriots not Tom Brady for obvious reasons because everybody knows I don't really care for him and Uh I think that's when things started to go south so it can be a sign it can be a sign that there's cracks 
Yeah. And I think for Aaron Rodgers, maybe it's not a sign because it's just like, okay, dude, we get it. You You're want so attention. annoying. Yeah. Um, so him, I'm, I'm willing to look past it because with him, there's always going to be something. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the Rams OTAs last year, they're the defending Super Bowl champions. They had the least amount of days of OTAs. So do these yeah. things really even freaking matter? And right. to that point, Eddie Q, my favorite coach and general manager. We asked those two guys about what's the play caller role. Is, is that one from the play caller? Well, what plays are we calling? Well, Many camp plays. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I like him in a hat, like a dad hat. Yeah, he's <laughs> supporting the Celtics. Bill Belichick, that was. And he was asked about who will be calling offensive plays now that our friend of the show, Josh McDaniels, is no longer the offensive coordinator in New England. He is now a head coach elsewhere. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. everyone wants to know who's going to be calling the plays. And Belichick is just never going to bite because mm-hmm. he knows that we want to know. And you know what he does? He says, I'm not going to tell you. Which only makes us want to know more. I mean, it's going to be him, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> the reports out of OTAs were that he spent his most the most amount of time of practice at practice with the offense. And he's a yeah. defensive-minded coach. But... I think he has his his hands in everything. But the good news for Patriots fans, good news, they drafted a guy that wasn't supposed to go in the first round. He was mm-hmm. out on the field for the most of the snaps. So thank God they picked Cole Strange instead of going to get a solid wide receiver. And they have Matt Patricia and Eddie's friend Joe Judge helping out with the offense. So I think things are really looking up in <laughs> New England. <laughs> Uh, but Bill Belichick in all seriousness I just wanted to play that quote because I think it's it's ridiculous um, he just can't he can't give the media what they you want you almost ever. wonder why they still ask him questions yeah. I would like there's part of me that's like if I was a reporter there and he and I got called on I'd be like what do you want to talk about <laughs> you know like you do with like a kid like wh- okay what's on your mind Bill and I'm sure He's he probably would yell like at me and revoke my press pass, but high school lacrosse, Nantucket, yeah. Army Navy from 1973 or something Top crazy siders. like that. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> all of those those things. His dog Nike, maybe, um, you know, dissecting the three four defense. Mm-hmm. All of those kinds of things. All right, sticking with football and Belichick's best friend. Oh boy. Saban, he's in a little bit of a conflict with Jimbo Fisher. Did you see any of this? I'm obsessed with it. I mean, this is like, this is what makes me angry when you hear men be like, ew, you watch The Housewives? I'm like, Jim, (laughs) Jimbo, and Nick is the most Housewives the like looking thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, we need to send them on a girl's trip, get cameras down there and watch them cat fight. I mean, they are furious and it's like kind of petty, but also like not, but it's just, they're being such bitches. And I don't mean that like, that's a bad quality. I'm saying that like with love and I'm so glad that they're doing it so publicly and just acting asinine it's amazing and i hope it doesn't end i hope it keeps going so for those of you who have not followed along with the story nick saban and jimbo fisher are in a little bit of a tiff here because nick saban is mad that jimbo fisher is quote-unquote buying all of his team because the new nil rule allows athletes to be paid Mm -hmm. via name image and likeness and nick saban says that this 
you know, is not right. And that's the only reason that Texas A&M has beat them in recruiting. And Jimbo Fisher <clears throat> strikes back and says that everybody has seen him as God. Eddie, why don't you play the clip so that our listeners can can hear what Jimbo had to say? Always going to do things right. But we're, not, we're always going to be here. We're doing a heck of a job. These coaches have done a great job. Our players have done a great job. The whole organization of recruiting people. It's despicable that we got to sit at this level of ball and, and say these things to defend the people of this organization, the kids, 17-year-old kids and their families. It's amazing. Some people think they're God. Oh. Go dig into how God did his, his deal. Oh. It's about a guy that a lot of things you don't want to know. Oh. Star of football. Go dig into his past. Oh. Ever coach with him. You can find out anything you want to find out. What he does and how he does. And it's just yes. Oh, okay. Ooh. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is what housewives say on reunions. Like, he's... But they he's, say it with a glass of champagne in their hands and they yeah. gossip to each other. What I love about this, the male version of housewives is sports press conferences. Press conferences. Yes, exactly. And, oh my God, Yeah. It's just, I mean, the thing is the rules are all the same for everybody too. So it's like, he's not playing a different game than you. You're playing the same game. It seems like you're just mad that he beat you at that game. And let's be honest, Nick Saban has probably been paying these players under the table for a long time. And I'm sure Alabama football is going to be just fine. You know, like, it's like, it's not going to fall from grace. Like let everybody eat, Nick. Ooh. And, and like, so you're on team Jimbo. I'm on team fight. I'm on team continue this fight. I'm also have been on the side of wanting players to get compensation. So for if, if Texas A&M is using it to their advantage recruiting wise, then I'm, then I'm kind of fall more on that side because you do look at how much money um, people like Dabo, who's been against it. People like Saban who have been against it. You look at how much money they make and you're like, well, why are you so against other people making money? And it's like, that kind of makes you a really shitty person. Yeah. And I saw Saban today say in a press conference, they aired it on ESPN and he said something along the lines of, people are going to start going to the schools that offer them the most money, not the yeah. best situation. And it's like, okay. well, yeah, that isn't that the best situation. It for might a be year old kid to take their paycheck while they can. Right. Yes. And there's also going to be kids that come from families or situations where it's like, Hey, you can go here. Like, I don't think everyone's going to do a cash grab. And if there are people doing a cash grab, that's their fucking prerogative. You know, like that's what the, that's what the pros are doing. So it is, I think this kind of does prepare them for the next level and, and gives them a little bit of a safety net in case they don't make it to the next level. Most of them won't make it to the next right. level, but this drama has started to heat up to the next level because I saw on ESPN today that it started to trickle over into recruiting. So um, who, here we have it here. Former Texas A&M commit quarterback Eli Holstein chooses Alabama. So he committed to Texas A&M and now he's switching in the wake of all of this drama that's going on. So I'm looking forward to seeing how many players switch 
from mm-hmm. this, and we will really see the god power that Nick Saban allegedly has, and do you or think, doesn't have. Do you think Alabama offered him nothing to switch? No, uh, nothing at all. I don't think so. And I just have a really hard time believing that Nick Saban is, you know, this this great guy who does everything no. the right way. Jimbo is saying there's some skeletons, and whew, I just love when someone says we got a heck of a anything. Um, so yeah, it's just fun. It's just we are a hundred days away from college football, and these two teams play each other on October eighth. Wow, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's- <laughs> I love drama. Um, now that I'm living in the South in Florida, I have yeah. run into some Alabama fans, including my landlord, whose name is Nancy. And she is a 75 year old woman who doesn't have a hair out of place, beautiful pearls all the time, dressed to the nines, beautiful looking woman. And her husband is an alum of Alabama. And my husband is far too nice. So goes out of his way to talk to them. When I just say there are landlords, we don't need to talk to them. So he struck up a conversation asking, what about this Alabama license plate? Are you an Alabama fan? And it turned into a conversation with our landlord's husband, who I guess he's, you know, class of whatever, something in the sixties, but he played for Bear Bryant. Wow. And he started crying during this (gasps) conversation, telling us, how Bear Bryant changed his whole life. And I love him. He said, what can I do to repay you? You gave me a scholarship in my fifth year. And Bear Bryant told him, Don, just go make a man out of yourself. Oh, so I'm really Don, glad that Don. I love Don. Zoom me in. I want to talk to Don. So I think if we start hoisting a Texas A&M flag, we could run into some issues with our landlord. But if we ever want to get out of our lease, I know the way out. Yeah. Say you're moving to Tuscaloosa. Is that where it is? Say that. Well, no. I mean, we would just say that we're like (laughs) Auburn fans or something. And they'd be like, those people got to get out. Oh, I thought you were going to say like, we got recruited by Nick Saban. So we have to move there. Um, We're going to make roll tight sweaters. So we're out. (laughs) There's a lot of options for this, but I'm excited. I love the drama. I think you're yeah. right. This is the male version of Desperate, not Desperate Housewives. This is the male version of Housewives. Yeah, but the Real Housewives was, I think, came about because of Desperate Housewives. So they're all, they're all intertwined. All right, let's move on to the NBA. Eddie wrote in our rundown that the NBA playoffs flat out stink. I disagree, but this this particular series these two series with golden state and the mavs and the celtics and the heat yeah they've been really freaking weird yeah so i think the playoffs i i almost think they were too good early that Mm -hmm. it's like you don't you don't expect the conference finals to be this lackluster and even though miami and boston are tied they've been like blowouts um Mm -hmm. and so it hasn't been that exciting but yeah I it it, like I was actually really kind of excited when the Mavs upset the Suns just because I'm like oh that's you know it's it's interesting and and the Suns were I'm not a Suns fan so I like didn't I wasn't sad um and they were the best team in basketball so when they lose it's kind of like oh an underdog and now I'm like I kind of wish the Suns had won because this series is not good i mean well 
I bet they're going to, I feel like the Mavs will win game four just yeah, out of just like pride. Say, I think they and win tonight. Like, I think we can just end it though. You know, like it's like, they're going to lose. So can we just get it over with? So are you thinking it's going to be Golden State Celtics? Um, I would, please don't tell your husband, I would rather the Heat win. Um, and I, and I despise Tyler Hero. Something about him just does not sit right in my soul. Very punchable face. Yes. But I really love Jimmy Butler. My number one NBA crush is PJ Tucker. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also am probably the only Pacers fan that still roots for Victor Oladipo. Um, Eric Spolstra's half Filipino, you know, I, there's just a lot of things about, um, the heat. I love Carl Lauer's big booty. You know, there's, there's a lot more I like about the heat. I like Bam Adebayo. Love him. Um, I'm obviously Irish, but I don't think, um, the Boston Irish would like me very much. So (laughs) I feel myself leaning towards the heat. I want the Warriors to lose. And I don't know why. Um, so whoever can beat them, which I actually don't think, like, I think the Warriors are going to win it all. They look good. They look good. So I'm completely brainwashed by my marriage. And I think yes. the Celtics are going to win it all, but okay. I think they will advance past the heat. I like you love Jimmy Butler. His days in Chicago were great. I met Jimmy Butler at a Friday night Smackdown. We have a picture together. It's not my, oh my best gosh. picture of ever, but it was, um, yeah, don't you hate that. Meet him. When you meet someone famous, you yeah. take a picture and then you and look at the best and you yeah. can't ask for another one. No. I mean, I guess you could be like, Jimmy, this isn't a great photo of me. And he's like, sorry, I have a Michelob Ultra commercial to do. Um, <laughs> well, when you, I get in my head about it, I'm like, okay, Megan, don't fuck this up. And then I, yeah, do I look the crazy weird smile and I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ruined. Um, and then you're picture- like, does Jimmy think I'm hot? Did I look like that to Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my name's Megan Morant, you know, like after John, not after you thought it would strike up conversation. He didn't take the bait. No. He was like, girl, do you want your picture or not? (laughs) All right, we'll take the picture. (laughs) Jesus. Um, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm here for wrestling, but I really like the NBA and I'm from Chicago. So he was like, I don't really want to talk to you, which I understand. Um, He is. He is Jimmy Butler. But what I need to see from the Celtics team to really buy in on them is I need Jason Tatum to have a back to back games where he plays well okay because he's been going off and then he's been nowhere to be found and then he goes off and then he's been nowhere to be found and i just need him to freaking figure it out but i know you're a big al horford fan well at least your father is an al horford fan your father has become famous on the internet via your husband yeah um is your father cheering for the celtics um i don't know i think he no i think he's actually probably cheering for the heat Wow. Yeah. I think we, um, I think as non-Boston Irish, we feel a little shunned by them. Um, you know, my, they're my an grandma- intimidating group. Yes. My grandmother was from Massachusetts. She was from, um, Western Mass, but then moved and spent a lot of her formidable years in Boston. And I remember being like, oh, I want to move to Boston. And she would always say, they'll hate you there. Um, and having they visited everybody there, I know what she's saying. Yeah. Um, not a warm, friendly, nice people. And it's like, look at me. Like, I look like Boston gave birth to me and they still don't like me. Your so, hair is looking a little redder too. Yeah, I think it is getting under that underneath. I've got freckles, but man, I mean, don't tell your husband this. And it's the same in every arena, honestly. The Dallas and and uh, 
San Francisco are the same. When you cut to the crowds of these NBA games, it's some of the it's some of the most evil looking people I've ever seen. Like, well, it, Miami like, though they have some. No, I know. Yeah, an interesting cast of characters, and yeah. they're also it, the stands are. Half I full. mean, they're half full by I the know. time the game is at halftime. They're all gone to go clubbing. I know, and L.A. gets a bad rap, and I always say it's traffic. I don't know if that's the situation in Miami. Um, but, yeah, we do think Conrad may grow up to look like Eric Spolstra. So that's just something to keep in mind. Are you at least a Jason Tatum, yes. Jalen Brown fan? I love Jalen Brown. Okay. So hot. Very hot. Definitely my top five crushes. Um, I think little baby Jason Tatum, his son is so funny and cute. I'm trying to get him famous. I've been giving him some coaching points via this podcast. I, I feel like he, he is famous. Talk. I know yeah. he just needs to do it a little bit better. I yeah. know it's a bad thing to say because COVID and everything, but I really think if he spoke without the mask, he's on Riley Curry level. He's so cute. So funny. I have asked CJ, you know, when like that video was going around of him um, giving high fives, um, I'm like, you know, if Jason Tatum wasn't the best player on the team, would they be letting his son run amok like this? Um, well, Al and... Horford's son is also in the locker room. Okay. Okay. But these are like, Pivotal pieces, you know, <laughs> like, are they letting the 11th man have their daughter be like, get out of here? <laughs> like if Peyton Pritchard had a child, they'd be like, no way. Yes. Is that oh, the no, white boy? Okay. Is yes. that the white boy? He's a little white boy from Oregon. He feels very Boston um, via Oregon, but you know, he's got, he's got sort of like the town vibes. Yeah. I feel like when he hits a three, they're like, it's a Boston three potty kid. Yeah. 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 They get a little too excited when a white scores. It's like seeing one of one of their own. But whenever yeah. I see him do things, I look at my husband and I say, I can't believe he's in the league and you're not. And then it always yeah. is a lot of like deep exhales. Like, <laughs> he's a little funny guy. He's a little um, funny guy. Okay, so the NBA Finals, let's just take a look at the odds here. To win the Finals, the Warriors are minus 155. The Celtics yeah. are plus 260. I think that's a good bet. Last you week we gave it. out a pick, um, Jason Tatum and... Uh, the odds for Jason Tatum to win MVP for the finals and the odds for Luca win MVP for the finals were ridiculous. So I hope you guys put money on that. The Tatum one's looking good. Obviously, the Luca one's not looking so good. The Heat to win the finals plus 440, which is amazing. Megan, I mean, you could pay for Conrad's school if you put some money on these. And okay. the Mavs plus 4,600. Probably not the best bet given the situation that's going on there. But the Celtics and the Heat, I mean, both of those are pretty good odds considering to win the finals. Thank you for coming on our show really quick. I just wanted to get your reaction on Dewan Howard declining the job offer for the Lakers. I think it's the right call. His sons okay. are playing at Michigan. It's a mess out here. They don't know what's going on. I think he should stay with his sons and they've got a good thing going and he's going to get more job offers in the NBA. I think he'll come back to the NBA, but this isn't the right fit for him. Okay, Jawan Howard not coming to L.A., all right, when Megan has to go, we all have to go. I'm putting this one on me. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to Megan Fun of Sports with the return of our MILF, Megan Gailey. We will see you all next week. Rate, review, subscribe. See you next time.